0: Look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More than money with the Popowitch Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal, except no Faisal today. You just have Dave. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, We've got a terrific section here. Um, You know, we often talk a little bit about... um, The aging population. I mean, Faisal and I have done a lot of shows on this, and we have this massive demographic in the developed world moving, uh, and in Canada, moving through uh, our system. And it's, um, you know, the baby boomers have defined for a very long time, for their entire generation, a little bit about how our country operates. And uh, that's not not going to change, um, but the demographic is changing. It's getting older. So we're going to talk a little bit about, with this aging population, what are the implications for government finances? And nobody better... To help us understand that, then Taylor Jackson. He's a public policy analyst. He's also the co-author of a new Fraser Institute report called "Canada's Aging Population and the Implications for Government Finances." Taylor, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you know, we we have we know, and we have known for a while that we do have an aging demographic in Canada, and it's affecting uh, all kinds of things, uh, from uh, from healthcare to uh, how money is spent, where it's spent, and Why wouldn't it affect, uh, you know, why wouldn't we expect it to affect government finances? So let's maybe just pick the conversation up right there. How How can our aging population impact government finances just at a high level? And then we'll dig into some of the
1: details. Certainly. So let's just take a step back. You know, as you said, Canada's population is aging and Statistics Canada projects that from 2010 to 2063, the share of the Canadian population over the age of 65 is going to increase from just under 15% to over 25%. So -hmm. we're going to see a situation evolve here where a quarter of Canadians are going to be senior citizens. And this, of course, is going to place some strain on, on government programs like healthcare spending, like senior transfer programs like old age security and the guaranteed income supplement. And governments are going to have to be aware that these changes are coming uh, in order to not get hit with a with a huge uh, increase in spending.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a terrific point. Um, Are there any sort of special areas of concern that, um, you know, that you were able to identify or, you know, identified in your report that we should be focused on?
1: Well, the two big areas of concern are really healthcare spending and, uh, and senior transfer programs. So, on healthcare spending, by 2045, it's projected that healthcare spending will increase by 57%, largely due to, to aging factors. Mm-hmm. Now, senior transfer programs, again, the OAS and the GIS program. Those are forecasted to increase, again, by 2045, about 47%. Now, to give some perspective to listeners, if you saw those increases in spending in 2016 based on how much was spent on those programs then, it'd be a $107 billion increase in government spending, which is quite a large amount uh, that governments are going to have to devote to these programs.
0: That does present, uh, you know, a, a big problem here. So, I mean, what, uh, let, let's deal with health care is one that's of particular interest. I mean, you've got an aging demographic. Um, you know, they've been paying into a health care system for a long time. And as they age, you're going to probably be using it more, right? You're going to want it at your, at your disposal. So what, um, I guess what's the message to government here? What can we be thinking about specific to spending on health care?
1: Well, governments are going to have to recognize that the problem is coming. So so you're absolutely right. I mean, the stats are that um, on average, people over 65 in Canada compared to those age 15 to 64 consume four and a half times more uh, health care resources than those in that 15 uh, to 64 demographic. So you are certainly going to see the increase in spending. Now, healthcare is a provincial matter, and each province has a somewhat different healthcare uh program and healthcare model. So the provinces are gonna have to recognize and take a deep look at, at their programs, recognize that as Canadians age and as we get to you know a quarter of our population being over sixty five, they are gonna place a greater demand on our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And governments are gonna wanna make sure that they're able to offer the services that uh, Canadians are demanding. But certainly need to consider doing so in a more cost-effective manner.
0: Well, and and Taylor, we've done so many shows over the years, um, you know, with, with the healthcare system professionals talking about it. There's a, of course, a wide agreement that there is a problem and a and a coming problem, bigger problem. Uh, but uh, you know, it's just I don't know that there's enough political will at this particular point to get ahead of the problem. Uh, we'll have to. I mean, that's outside the scope of what you're talking about. I'm just concerned that. That governments uh, won't have the what the will the political will to do what's necessary in order to improve that system ahead of you know a major collapse in it or a, a massive problem triggering that that particular uh, issue. Let me switch gears from the spending side though a little bit to um, uh, to the revenue side for government finances. Are there any implications for the aging population on uh, money in from a tax perspective or revenue perspective for the government?
1: No, there certainly are. and And what needs to be recognized is that uh, the the issue of an aging population, its effect on government finances is really too pronged. So the first first prong, uh, which we talked about, is the effect on government spending. But the second prong is the effect on government revenue. So as Canadians age, we're going to see a relatively uh, smaller share of Canadians uh, working in the labour force. Mm-hmm. And most economists expect that this is going to lead to slower levels of economic gl- uh, growth. And mm-hmm. It's also going to lead to slower revenue growth for governments. So you're going to see these trends in government finances essentially going in the opposite direction, spending increasing, uh, revenues coming up at a much slower level. And we estimated that by 2045, based on those trends, government deficits across the country could be as high as 143 billion dollars. Hmm. And you could see quite a large structural uh, fiscal imbalance for governments, and that 143 billion, again to give some perspective, is about three and a half times larger than government deficits are today.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so let's accept for the minute that we do have a uh, a problem with this demographic shift, both on the finance or sorry, on the spending and on the revenue side. What I guess what can governments do to to prepare for this?
1: Well, they're going to have to make some tough choices. That's for sure. I mean, they can reform their programs. They could try and increase economic growth, which would help on the revenue side. Um, Governments could increase taxes. They could debt finance uh, these spending increases. Now, certainly the, the debt financing and tax increases could have other negative economic consequences, but governments need to recognize that this problem is coming. And so far, we haven't seen much of that happening. Um, you know, spending keeps increasing on health care at the provinces. Um, you talk about senior transfers, which is a federal matter. And the federal government is actually moving in the opposite direction, on that issue moving the the age of eligibility for oas back to 65 rather than keeping it at 67 as it was changed by the previous government and this is only going to exacerbate some of the spending problems uh, that we could see from the aging population
0: yeah i mean it's a there's a lot of levers here that when you pull one, uh, you know, others move, there's a lot of connections and interconnections on these things. If you were speaking to government officials today, and you said, here's, uh, you know, one or two top priorities that we think need to be addressed today, in order to alleviate some of these problems in the future, what would you advise them on?
1: Well, the first thing I would advise governments to do is actually recognize that this problem is coming. Uh, There's been a number of different reports that have said uh, things similar to what our recent report has said, but it doesn't seem to be registering with governments. So the first thing they have to do is recognize that fiscal imbalances and, and higher spending is on its way. And then the second thing they have to do is give some serious looks uh, to their programs, whether it be the provinces in healthcare, whether it be the federal government and senior transfer programs to how they can offer the services that are going to be demanded and that Canadians are going to want to, uh, to see in place. uh, How can they do that at a more cost effective level?
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. I can't argue with, uh, with that. Um, I think that uh, this aging demographic, as I've said, well, actually maybe just to finish off here, how quickly is this problem evolving? Right. So uh, do we have to, you always want to start sooner rather than later. I get that. But, But at what point do we get into a position, according to your forecast, that we're really, really in trouble?
1: Our economic forecasts go out to 2045, but largely this problem is going to really accelerate in sort of the the 2020s and up to the mid-2030s. And then it begins to level off. And this is as the baby boomer generation keeps getting older and older and older and drawing on uh, more resources from the system. So we've really got... Um, you know, a decade, decade and a half where this problem is going to ramp up, although it's going to ramp up or or come upon us pretty quickly. Um, So it's certainly something that government should be taking note of right now.
0: And I think that's a great place to leave it. It's not far off, right? It is happening. People are turning 65 more and more every single day. So the problem has begun. But to your point, We don't have a tremendous amount of breathing room here before the full impact of this demographic shift, really, uh, as you say, is upon us. Taylor, I want to thank you for joining us today.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: And joined by Taylor Jackson, a public policy analyst and the co author of the New Fraser Institute Report Canada's Aging Population, the Implications for Government Finances. Now, before we sign off on this segment, I want to remind everybody that we're going to talk a little bit about finances and how to pensionize and protect your lifestyle from all of the coming changes. And I got to tell you, If, in fact, governments can't afford to spend on things like health care, then we maybe need to start thinking about that as Canadians, on what kind of lifestyle costs we may have to incur for the quality of life and the quality of care that we want. We're going to talk about all of that and more on Tuesday, November the 21st, 7 o'clock at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. To register, you need to give us a call at 966-8400 or pkag.ca. Stay tuned after the break. We're going to hear some tax tips that you may be able to use now to actually save money next April. That on Newstalk 770 and more than money.